0: So, Dan, we are, how many podcasts have I started with? So, Dan, like
1: uh, this is number a, 75, you, so I'm going to say 75.
0: Oh. Yeah, probably. I feel like I should, I should probably have that on my tombstone. So, Dan. So, Dan, I died. <laughs> um, the end of a decade, not just a year, but a decade, has come upon us. And I know everyone listening to this has not looked at a calendar in a good few years. So they are shocked Mm -hmm. by this news.
1: It is shocking.
0: And, uh, we've lived quite a life. This winter actually marks a decade of friendship for us because it was December of 2009 that we went on a beer run and the world was never the same.
1: Everything changed.
0: Everything changed. I mean, that's that's life. That's like the one thing in life that is for sure. So, that was almost I, I mean,
1: my I, quote for the decade is uh, a oh, quote yeah? by Spock. Uh, the I was wondering o- if you were going to do that. The only constant a... in life is change. The only constant in well, the universe is change.
0: Well, we are wrapping up this year, this decade, this friendship. No longer friends after this. We had a good run. So... What better way in our in our relationship to do that than by podcast? By this podcast. One of our three, two, eight. I'm so I tired. <laughs> yeah, that's same, same. Yeah. So Dan, I have a question for you.
1: All right, fire away.
0: If you were to wrap up this decade in a quote... Like you just said, what would it be?
1: To quote the modern masterpiece of cinema by Stephen McQueen Well, I don't want to survive, I want to live. 12 years a slave.
0: I have never seen that. <gasps>
1: It's like The Road or Joker. You'll see it once and you'll never want to see it again, but you'll be so glad you saw it.
0: Yeah. God, it's yeah, good. The Joker was rough.
1: It's rough.
0: There Will Be Blood was another one. I think I said that in the mm. Joker podcast, though, so I don't need to be repetitive on it.
1: How would you summarize this uh, decade in a quote?
0: Um. Well, to quote one of my favorite authors... I may not have gone where I intended to go but I think I've ended up where I needed to be. Douglas Adams.
1: Douglas Adams. Douglas
0: Adams! Okay.
1: The air horn. That which ruined the 2010s.
0: It really it truly did. I am sort of, it's interesting I was looking back at the last 10 years and I was like well I haven't done that much but then I like thought about it in 2010 I graduated college 2011 I got married 2012 I got divorced (laughs) like and then in between like all that I moved to Seattle and I moved then to Texas and you and I developed our long distance friendship and a blog and a podcast you started a production company you moved to first- medora and then montana and then new york and then montana and then new york so i mean it's been it's been a lot it's been a lot
1: of traveling it's been a lot of uh, it's been a lot of life lived and a lot of time passed and friendships made and lost and words written and movies seen and gin drank and weed smoked and so many dogs walked
0: and tv shows binge, binge watched oh
1: you know it ah uh, the 2010s the age of binge watching
0: oh yeah I feel like you're just trying to fi- figure out a slogan for the to- uh, for the 2010s the
1: 2010s what the fuck just happened
0: the 2010s oof
1: The 2010s. So, World War Three?
0: The 2010s. Say what?
1: The 2010s. A black president.
0: I feel like I could make a Donald Trump joke, but honestly, like I, I feel like I'm. We've nothing surprises me anymore.
1: This is our. This is in our... Though this is a. This is our super somber New Year's for you guys.
0: Yeah, God, we got real somber. Like, normally we're, like, all, like... I
1: I feel like on a subconscious level, this show's shift to um, more reviews and less writing reflection just reflects our, our mood and the times we live in. That, like...
0: Like that we are trying to go into a fictionalized world. Well, yeah, I
1: think the things that we want to write about are pretty, you know, dark and twisty sometimes or painful or Mm -hmm. beautiful or whatever but i think that the move to just like let's go to the movies (laughs) is uh and
0: like let's rewrite that because that's a controlled feeling exactly
1: i think that's understandable (laughs) it's interesting to look back at like the optimism and how much we shared about process and what we were working on and sharing excerpts of our work early on in this show and now it's uh i don't know it just feels a little more removed from that as like things have developed or changed or happened or not happened. Or as we're trying out different processes and finding stability in our lives and moving forward with different things, it's just, it's interesting to reflect on where things have started and yeah. where they've ended. You know,
0: I never really thought about that, but yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, it went from occasional movie reviews to like now, like a, I'd say a quarterly review of writing. Yeah. And mainly movie reviews, Mm -hmm. which I'm, I'm okay with.
1: It's, uh, it feels like a manageable identity crisis. I don't know. (laughs) It's, it's interesting.
0: Well, I think it's also about like figuring out your passions in a manageable way as well. Like I think, unfortunately, being a creative person, you're going to experience some high highs and some low lows Mm -hmm. and... To manage that in a way to still be a functional adult. That's because unfortunately, none of us are, none of us meaning like the people on this podcast network. I suppose are, none of us are getting paid to be creative types.
1: We're not full full time creatives. That is true. No,
0: we are all doing what we can because that's what we're passionate about. But like, we have to still function in the world. Right. So it's a way to manage those high highs and low lows still function in the world. It's like, there's a reason why Hemingway lived in Florida with a bunch of cats and eventually killed himself. Like there's a reason. Yeah. I feel like I'm slowly not dissenting into killing myself with a shotgun, but getting into that whole, like I'm just going to have a house with a bunch of cats. If
1: you start shooting vermouth, we'll know you're in trouble.
0: Mm, I'm not like, it's not really my cup of tea. There's whiskey in my tea. There you
1: go. Now I, uh, I think we I think we have a lot to hang our hat on, a lot to be proud of, a lot to be excited about and interested in. But I think the growth of the network, the growth of our other obligations um, and our our careers and our our lives, our families, like things have just changed.
0: Yeah, you have a wife now. I have a
1: wife now. You got
0: someone to marry you.
1: No. You have moved across the country and are, for all intents and purposes, a stepmother. You know? Yeah. Like, you have another show that you do and you produce a show as well in more like an advisory capacity. And we've added even more shows. Like, it's not surprising that things have shifted and changed and become more uh intermittent shall we say at best yeah
0: but it's it's kind of fun seeing how the creativity manifests itself though because i feel like this decade we have changed a lot because i think we both went from and i'm tell me if i'm speaking out out of turn (laughs) always and forever uh i feel like we went from we are people who write and we don't really talk about it and like it's just something we're doing, to actually referring to ourselves as writers. And I think that was a huge change, at least for me, in the last 10 years. Like, I've always loved to write. I've never considered myself a writer until really you and I started our projects because to hold myself accountable because someone else was depending on me and to, having, and to have them hold me accountable mm-hmm. – and to have them hold me accountable was a huge deal. Like that's that's a a big change for me to have someone that actually is reading what I'm writing consistently and looking at it. And though we don't we aren't exchanging written materials nearly to the level that we were a few years ago, I don't think that's necessary anymore. I think we created a really solid foundation. And we needed that writing practice.
1: And I think we could pick that back up. And I'm sure we will here in the near future as well. I think that might be part of what the identity crisis of this podcast is, is in the past, it was like supplemental to other things we were working on. And either things aren't getting worked on right now, or the things that are being worked on are really intense, large, and not, not something that can be tritely discussed for half an hour. Yeah, honestly. we're kind of well, goleming it. I, f- I feel, yeah, my I'm, I definitely feel, you know, my precious about this, that, and the other thing.
0: Yeah, I've definitely felt that way too, where I'm just like, I have this book that I've literally been working on for a year and a half now. And that's the longest I've ever devoted to something. And obviously it's not something I do all the time, but like the research element, particularly, the fact that I'm still doing it and I'm, I've stuck with it, I'm just like, who the fuck am I?
1: I have a hundred pages of a novel that I have not shared with you that takes place in New York.
0: I'm very excited. But I'm just saying eventually like... eventually find it in your garbage can and then read it. I
1: just, it's... I'm going to cut this part out, but I do, I feel like things have... I miss sharing work with you. And I miss. Me I miss too. writing with you. And I feel like this podcast kind of I feel like our writing and our process outgrew this show much quicker than the show changed with it I I think that's
0: yeah
1: huh anyways we'll talk about that
0: I don't think you need to cut that out I mean if you want to obviously no but... I just mean
1: like I just like... have like this weird feeling of like we you know we had the blog and then and then yep. we had and the poetry we had- as well. And then we had the show mm-hmm. and it felt like...
0: Natural stepping stones. Stepping stones and like...
1: Natural end points as well.
0: Mm-hmm. That we kind of came to just without even really having the conversation. No, it
1: just was sort of like, and this has done what it needed to do. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like it. it I think also for us, like it's... With writing, we recognize that at the point that it becomes, like, not tedious, but just an expectation on ourselves, another thing to check off. Right. That's when we need to stop because that's not helping us as writers. That's phoning it in. We're not challenging ourselves. There's a difference
1: between it being the work and a task and a a job, you know? And I don't want to even say a job because I I want it to be a job. I want to get paid to, to do this stuff. But, like... A chore. Yeah, a chore. And and not in the derogatory way. There are chores I love. I love doing the laundry. I legitimately like doing laundry or doing the dishes. I like grocery shopping when I get to do it with my wife. Chores aren't a bad thing, but chores are required. And I think art has to be, in my experience, my own feelings, an overwhelming compulsion to do and make and create not something that i have to just buck up and do you know most of the time i can like discipline myself and sit down and say no you know you love this write it do it but i feel like with each of these projects and it always feels like it's time for the next one you know what i mean we take we yep. have something we're doing together and we foster it and we grow it and we do it well and then it's done and we just release it into the world. I think this is why you and I should make a movie together.
0: Yes, I think I'm very excited for the potential of projects in this new year and this new decade. Yeah. Like I I am excited. It's funny because I think there's definitely like a more somber tone to to this podcast comparatively to how it's been because I think we're reviewing ourselves in a way mm-hmm. and we are our own worst critics. Sure. Um, so I think, I think it's exciting to look forward, but I think you, uh, there. Uh, I, I think there's a lot that we did achieve. So it's not all like, uh, oh, well, we're not really writing right now or things like that, or we're doing these things and we're doing them privately and we're not collaborating in that way right now, which is fine. But, i think uh I think they're like at least for me, I think moving from Missoula was a big change for mm-hmm. me as a writer, and then having you as a collaborator was a huge deal for me as a writer no. same and yeah, and then I think honestly, every weirdly every challenge I faced both like in my personal life and work related and all of that I think and it's even like this move across the country though I don't write as frequently as I was in Seattle because I think there was more of an environment for it I do feel like these are all things that have made me a a better writer because I think I'm able to I've developed skills and I've developed patterns and good habits And I'm much more aware. I'm not like a meandering writer like I used Mm -hmm. to be. I think I'm very concrete in what I want and the messages I'm trying to get across and the plots I'm trying to get across and the feelings. And so I have to say, like, I do feel like this decade was really great for me because I'm also, you know, I call myself a writer. Exactly. I say, you know, I'm like, I do this for a living. I'm training to do this. And I'm also a writer.
1: And I think that Early on in our friendship and in our sharing work and starting the blog and starting the poetry blog and starting this show, there was, with our with our early, with our work, I feel like a lot of it was um, sort of a support group to like get us to come to terms with and be proud and okay. This sound. I don't want this to sound trite, or like comparative struggles because it's not the same but it felt like we had to both come out as writers, you know what i mean? Yeah. I don't no, I, I, do. I that's not to belittle anyone's journey or really put it on the same level but it in some sort of practical shorthand language I don't I think get it. yeah, i don't think i i i fancied we myself a writer either. but i didn't have i had Enough ego to attempt, but not enough ego to be like, oh no, I'm a writer. Yeah. Um,
0: and I th- think us having a blog actually, it was like, well, this is something we need to tell people about. This is something we need to do. And it's something we're going to write every week. Mm-hmm. And I look back on it and I was like, wow, we did some really clear, concise writing. It was nice. Yeah.
1: There are some beautiful There's stuff so- in there.
0: Yeah. And I look back on our poetry and it's the same thing where I'm just like, shit, like we wrote some cool stuff. But yeah. And
1: by the same token, there's, there's episodes of this show where we really, you know, the, the, the episodes shortly after you lost your dog. Oh, God. When, talk, when I talked about grief. Yeah. yeah. Like we had some, we found some really beautiful moments in here. And I think I'm just very excited about whatever is next for us. But I do think looking. I
0: hope I don't lose any more dogs. Yeah,
1: me too. I do think looking back, um, there were definitely things that made us better writers this decade. Um, for me,
0: and we processed it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think of, you know, there were definitely specific life instances, but if I had to like, I don't know, pick three things that made me a better writer this decade.
0: Well, I did just do that. So I feel like that's a good number for you to use as well.
1: Um, I would say, uh, my acting class that I was in here oh, was, yeah. an, was an integral piece outside of our projects together to getting me to uh, a point where I would talk about myself as a writer and share my writing and talk about process and art and open and free creativity. But also speaking of uh, coming home going home to Montana for a year, I produced like a motherfucker. It made me write a lot. Because there was nothing there for me besides my family, God bless them, and the work that I made for myself. And I think... then
0: Trump just got impeached. Oh, great. Sorry. Continue.
1: I mean, now he has to be tried in the Senate, so <laughs> we'll yeah. I'll just uh, let that go. Uh, but hey, he was impeached, so there you go. Woo! Happy impeachment day, Dan. Yeah.
0: Happy impeachment day, Dan. Sorry, it it literally just broke, so I I had to yeah, share.
1: My, I, that's probably why my phone. That's why my phone just buzzed. Yep. Third president in history to be impeached. Wow. Um. But I also I think the the number one thing, and this ties into our poetry. Blog, the Christmas specials, the TV scripts I've written, everything. The number one thing that helped my writing this past decade, the subway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed you definitely are like more responsive on the subway, and you like write things on the subway.
1: Yeah, I think I love it. I, I especially, and not just because I wrote mm-hmm. some of this list stuff today on the train, but like uh, having dedicated, isolated time. And especially if I can sit, if I can't sit, whatever, but, and getting to people watch and just being, it was better when uh, there was terrible cell service down there. Now I can sometimes get texts, so it's not as good, but it's, uh, I don't think I would have become as, I won't say good, as dedicated to writing if I had not had the New York City subway. So that's one good thing for the MTA.
0: (laughs) There you go. They've got all of one, then. There you go. Well, so, Dan. So, a a little thing, speaking of, you know, projects and creative things, I have taken over the social media of Secret Weapon Productions. Yes, you have.
1: As of officially, it was July, right? Or June?
0: It was July of last year.
1: Yeah, sorry. I I think it was July. It was around my birthday. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, but, uh, sorry, I'm getting, my phone is blowing up. Um, uh, but one thing we've done is uh, is blog entries to get to know the co-hosts, and we have not done one yet. We have not. And so I thought a nice little way to center this before we continue on is for us to do the questionnaire for the blog. Give it to me. So people who are literally just tuning in, I'm sorry, this is a, kind of an interesting retrospective to come in on, but, uh, uh, yeah, so let's do this thing.
1: Let's do it indeed.
0: All right. Explain your podcast in three words.
1: Movies, movies, writing.
0: Writing while clapping. Nice. How did you come up with the idea of your podcast? I mean, which iteration, I guess. Yeah,
1: right. I feel like. We were writing a high were blogging and we're like, we should talk about writing.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we have naturally segued into many different things and there's been different iterations of our creative... Partnership? Yeah. Yeah, that's, sure, let's go with that. Our creative partnership. And uh, I think because of the production network and we both had podcasts already on it, we thought that it would be a good way to continue our conversations. I mm-hmm. don't think we necessarily knew how it would evolve, but I think we knew we needed to continue that and hold ourselves accountable in that way. And I think we've always really enjoyed, we started out with phone calls when you were in Medora and I was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a, it was sort of a coming home kind of element. But I may be speaking for just me on that.
1: Yeah, it does feel like, uh, it did, I think it felt like an attempt to bridge the gap between what we were doing, I say, quote, fingers, professionally and what we were doing personally. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, I'm just going to wait until he settles because it's going to be a lot of background noise. That's all right. Why did you feel one another was the right choice of co-host?
1: I feel like we've spent the last half hour talking about this, but... Um, yeah,
0: sure. See rest of podcast.
1: Yeah, see, see entirety of friendship. Now, we... Yeah. um Whatever we start or finish together, I always know that we're ready to do something else together, whatever we're, whatever we're working on. It always feels like there's like one thing we can do together really well. And then we move on to the next one. And this was just the next one, you know?
0: Yeah. It's a very easy partnership to have.
1: Have a lot of look, look behind you at those boxes.
0: (laughs) Trust. Um, nice. Favorite podcast bit you've done together?
1: Probably the rewrite challenge where we just, you know, pitch our better takes
0: on things. Yeah. I like the better takes. I like the alternative titles. I do like, alternative I mean, like titles. the whole bit of us, the whole bit of us reviewing movies that then became the entire podcast. That's a good bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Favorite thing about co-hosting with one another.
1: The ease with which we move from brevity to despair.
0: Yes, I agree that we have a very, it's very easy. Um, you're an amazing artist of the Segway. And that always is just delightful because not everyone has that skill.
1: It's hard. There's only two uh, wheels. They're side by side. It's a challenge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Least favorite thing about co-hosting with one another.
1: <sighs> we're just very, we're, it's, it, we're both very busy and it is hard sometimes to schedule life with each other.
0: It, yeah, it is hard to schedule it. I feel like also in your other two podcasts, you are able to be a little bit more punchy. mm and I find it really fun and entertaining to listen to, and so I wish that that was... There's a, there's like a one particular episode of Slow Claps where I am like incredibly... I don't remember what was going on. I think I was tired, but I was super fucking punchy, and I think we were just going with it. And that was really, really fun. And I'd like it on certain... I, I'd like it if we could do that a little bit more, but I think also we are sort of busy and we want to get things done. And you and I both have like a business side of it too yeah. at this juncture. And so we're like trying to be responsible. Mm-hmm. So I think being adults, I'd love it if we didn't have to be adults and do this.
1: Yeah. I think, I think there's, there's a part, there's a part of me that like when you and I sit down and have a dedicated, not uh phone call time and not pod, like, secret weapon time, like talking about producing stuff, talking about social media, talking about things like that. When we have dedicated artist space time, which is what I'll call this, there is sort of a a deference and a seriousness, but in like a craft-based, somber pursuits of the soul kind of way. Not in like a no fun, but like in a, we're doing art, man. (laughs)
0: And I think part of it is also we just respect each other a hell of a lot. Not saying we don't respect our other co-hosts, but like I think oh, I oh ha- I don't respect I really my other respect
1: co-hosts. Them. I make that very clear if you listen to either of those shows.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I knew about Austin, but yeah. Um, I, mean, I respect
1: Cameron. He doesn't have hair. Sl- who would respect someone who doesn't have hair?
0: <laughs> you need to stop being friends with people that don't have hair. I'm not
1: friends with people that's, who don't that's have on hair. You.
0: <laughs> You're stuck in a cell together. How long before you're, you go crazy? <sighs> or as this I, I deleted something and so it was how long before you crazy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think we'd get a lot of writing done before that happened.
0: Yeah, I think like 6 months.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we would we would and we'd both come out of there with some amazing manuscripts. <laughs>
0: I think, yeah, I think we would spend a lot of it being very productive. Mm-hmm. Like, we wouldn't be talking all the time, but I'd, we'd like pitchy to I think we might actually finally get that TV script done yeah. if we did it. So, yeah, let's do six months in a six cell. Six months in a like cell. A good That's idea. all
1: it would take for us to outline a 10-episode first season and get uh, scripts completed and do a show Bible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This may say more of us about us as writers. <laughs> Put me to um,
1: cell. That's my <laughs> process.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, If you could choose another co-host for Slow Claps, who would it be? No one. Yeah, I think by the nature of what it is, it would be really, really hard. The only person I could think of adding in, but it would have to be in addition to still having you, would be to have Austin, because I have enjoyed when he's come in and when he chooses to talk.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Um, those, Those two minutes... Breathtaking. But I mean, like I enjoyed when we talked about Steven Universe for two podcasts. Yeah. It was good, but uh, I don't think I could do it. I I think by the nature of what we have created, it is impossible to have another person. Yeah. Do it.
1: Yeah. No, I think um, the nice thing about this show is again, as we've talked about, it's an evolution of a process we were already having overlapping with our natural friendship and starting the company. A lot of things went right and happened for this show to make sense and be a a valuable and good idea. It's interesting to me to see how things evolve and how things change and what are, what's going to be the thing after this. You know what I mean? What's, what's what.
0: Not saying we're ending anytime soon. This isn't an announcement. This isn't
1: an announcement, but I do like, I mean, full disclosure, I feel like, there there will be a natural end to this show i don't feel like this is going to yeah, go on of
0: course we're not going to be reviewing <laughs> when the when the when that surprise 10th movie comes out we won't of star
1: wars <laughs> we'll do we'll, we'll do we'll do a uh, command episode for this <laughs> we'll come well, back Dan. that's when that's when we'll resurrect why do I think it I'm like, gonna,
0: i think it's gonna be in 10 years why do i think i'm gonna talk I don't like know.
1: That? <laughs> i don't know why that's you episode 10 in 10 years hashtag 10 in 10 years um no, but like, you know, realistically, I think, you know, we're, we're closer to the end than we are the beginning, I'd say.
0: I would say, yeah, I don't think that we'll do another three years, no. I think. But I don't think we'll end it tonight before we. <laughs> this is a really weird breakup, Dan. Uh, is this the end? It's like one of those uh, surprise finale season premieres. Yeah. Is it the end of Slow Claps? No one cares. Okay, hey, one person um, reviewed think, us on
1: iTunes. Uh
0: I think uh it there will be something else y- yeah. before it ends.
1: There's yeah. We
0: there's never any stop time. No. They always overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So if you created another podcast together, hmm, what would it be about?
1: Um I think it would probably it would be it would be something dramatic, it'd be something scripted
0: it would be scripted yeah 100% we would write some, it, we would use it as a way to do a writing collaboration and to script something yeah. maybe soon maybe it'll happen maybe
1: it's coming hmm. who knows
0: maybe it's coming maybe we already we already know what it is and we're just keeping it from maybe you guys maybe that's
1: the next thing
0: maybe that's the next thing i could totally see if we decide to do like ending this halfway through a dramatic series. I could see that. Or at the end of the first season of a dramatic series. Yeah. These are ideas for me. I think But yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll cut this out. But I think when we're ready to launch the the dramatic series, I think I think we could do like a, a like a, a catapult episode off of this that's like in tandem. Well
0: I mean to be real, like I don't think this'll be happening next year. I mm-hmm. uh, it like I think we'll have moved on to something yeah. different, and I, I think like, I think yeah, I think that that's just by the nature of what we've created mm-hmm. and the evolution, but not like in a downer. No, way. no, not like, in I a just, downer way at all. I. But I was sort of thinking like end of a decade is kind of a good place for this, um, a good pl- and going into it a yeah, little bit. I but, think, yeah, I think
1: like setting up the expectation that like it's okay. We do stuff together and then we do something else together. It's never like, yeah, it's not it's like, I, like I, unless I made a, we're
0: together forever. If man.
1: I said to you, I think slow claps is, you know, on its way out. I would not fear for our friendship.
0: I th- But the thing is you don't even have to say it. Cause like we always are on the same mindset on yeah. it. Like, and I think as everything's growing, we're both aware that our responsibilities are changing. And so, yeah. We can't do this and then take on A, B, and C other projects right. we especially, want to do. Especially especially in the... the in
1: regards to like the movie stuff, if we want to stay topical and timely with that, it's with umpteen other things going on, that's hard. And with the writing stuff, it's uh I don't know. I feel really excited to feel really excited to do new yeah. things. That I don't know.
0: I'm really excited to get into like a writer's room situation again. Yeah. I'm really excited to write more. I'm really excited about that. But Dan, Dan, we're done with the we're done with that survey. That'll get up whatever. There's the survey
1: the, the survey will go. Dan. Yes, Adair.
0: Dan. Dan. Yes. What are you most proud of this year this decade? Not de- year decade. Actively
1: pursuing a life different from my parents. Sweet. <laughs> How about you, Adair?
0: Um actively pursuing. No. Um <laughs> I would say I have become an advocate for myself and I had to go through a lot of stuff to, I had to fight for like, Hey, I'm a good person. Like I deserve these things. And I haven't always been the best version of myself. I don't think any of us have. And I, but I think I like who I am and I think I do try and advocate for myself and what is best for me and what will make me happy. And I think like, it, I, I'm i now at a point where if I'm unhappy in a position, whether it be work or life, I'm just like, okay, life is too short to continue on this trajectory. I need to make a shift. And that is something, living in Montana for 22 years, I was very stagnant a lot of that time. And so I'm really glad that I have that ability. And I think writing is a really great therapy when i'm processing those things and it allows me to feel a little bit braver than i am because i think sometimes when i write stuff it sounds better than when i say it so there i you get come. that feeling um also i have i had a poem on a bus and i had a poem published in a chapbook and yeah. We had a blog for several years, and we had a poetry blog for several years. And so there's so much writing out there that exists that's mine that's there. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. It's interesting
1: to think about, like, what's my word count? Like, my I word literally. count. Like, what what have you written in your life? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think my I'm most proud of the line, participles rest in our throats. Or from... Oh gosh! I guess I'm not pr- as proud of it as I thought because there was I I I was I wrote a poem where I said something from like from tissue to tendon or something I don't know it was mm-hmm. it was a it was a good line though. There's some lines that I'm like yeah that was. L-
1: we should should do a casual stroll back through everything's an island and pick out some choice lines. Tattoo ideas.
0: to do that. It's just write poems. It's a line from a based poem. Based on other poems. One line. Um, I dig it. All right, so Dan, talk to me about your favorites with the writing. Like your favorite TV shows that came out or movies or books some, or, you know, a script that you were just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just something that, things that you feel really encapsulated your decade.
1: So... Um, I have a few episodes, specific names of specific episodes. So, um, Steven Universe season three, episode eight is entitled Mr. Greg and is the episode where Steven, Greg, and Pearl go to Capital City, Empire City, apologies. And it is an 11 and a half minute long musical that is better than most full length musicals.
0: It is very good, it's
1: exceptional. Um, Additionally, the pilot episode of Game of Thrones is one of the best pilots ever made. Uh, I love that that pilot. The episode of Watchmen that is called
0: I still need to watch this,
1: and I'm I just canceled our, our account, um, and I'm setting up a new one. Uh, and when I have that set up, which I'm waiting until my next credit card statement is cut, because I kind of went crazy with Christmas spending. Um, the episode is called "This Extraordinary Being." It is the sixth episode of Watchmen, and it is—is
0: is that the one where she splits, like she is like she and this other guy? They play his role. Yeah, or she's something. seen
1: she's seen someone else's memories, and so she yeah, yeah is living his memories. Yeah, it's ex-
0: I've heard it's amazing. It's, it's one
1: of the finest episodes of television ever made. But uh, my number one from the last decade is still to this day my favorite episode of television. Um, Season two, episode one of Sherlock from 2012, The Woman. And it was the... It oh, so remains good. the single greatest episode of television i so ever watched. I
0: forget about how good that series it's, was. It kind of went downhill. It
1: did. But the first three seasons especially, but season two is perfection. And that episode is the finest episode of television um, ever made. Uh, but I think additionally, The Kirkovich Way episode of happy endings which is about gaslighting your significant other uh and that does it for tv
0: <laughs> um for me season 1 finale of the good place mm. and actually honestly the most recent episode of the good place the mid season finale where ann told me my sister told me she she like burst into tears giving me no understanding of why i watched it it builds and it builds and it builds and that last minute i'm just crying Mm -hmm. just it's it's it was it was a big end i like mike (laughs) shark he's 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 legit and i like that he has a lot of uh Strength of character. I want to be a writer that knows when things have ended. Agreed. I feel like I've done well with that so far. But yeah. Um The very episode, oh gosh, I'm gonna forget the title. Ronnie and other name. It's the it's the episode where he is in a, a an insane fight sequence with a young girl. <laughs> and it is it is bananas, but it is so fascinating to watch. And Barry in itself was just a – it was a fascinating series to watch so far, and I loved it. Um, so that's a big one for me. A lot of my stuff is mainly uh, – I got I have a few movies and books. Like, I've been reading, like, Gangbusters, Stoner, uh, which I think I recommended, like, two a year or two ago. Still one of those books that just hit me. Hunt for the Wilder People – uh, take away T.T.'s movie before Thor Ragnarok. Swiss Army Man, also similar deal. And honestly, The Big Sick. The Big the more Sick I was think a about great that, movie. The more I think about it, the more that that movie really affected me in a big way. We're, like, it was weird how much it affected me. And it's like, it affected me when I saw it, but as, in each viewing, there's something new about it that I love. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for the collaboration of Camille and Emily yeah. as well. And, uh, yeah, those those are big ones. I also really loved Lady Bird. Not as much like the... I liked the movie. The movie was good. But more the what Greta Gerwig embarked on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, those would be big ones for me. Uh, Beautiful Ruins was a huge book for me as well. And this is a story of a happy marriage by Ann Patchett. That probably is was the biggest book for me really? in the last ten yeah.
1: years. You've mentioned it before I on the show, it. but
0: it's it's a series of short stories. It's a series of short stories, but it really it was something big magic. Like it's it's long magic of big on magic on list by list Elizabeth too. Gilbert. It's less focused on creativity and more about interpersonal relationships. But it is it is so it meant so much to me in the amount that it affected me and how much I've wanted to share with other people. So yeah, so those are mine. Amazing. And so Dan, we have, we have, but I believe one more thing to discuss. And that is our predictions for the next decade.
1: Um, I think number one, cars with autopilot. Just going to happen. Self-driving.
0: Yes, I'm, I I meant writing predictions. Oh, oh but, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah.
1: Um. So my predictions for you. Okay. So this is what I think is going to happen. Is I think you are going to get an editing job of some sort, being brought into uh, a small press publisher or just editing someone else's work. I also think you are going to start your own company, either a small press publisher or a distribution company or a production company. I think you're going to start your own company. And number one,
0: you think I would deviate from your company?
1: a a hundred percent do. But number one, I think in the next decade you're going to publish uh, between two and four
0: books. I I appreciate that. I hope I can make you proud on some of those predictions. I think for you, you are going to collaborate on several comic books. And before creating your own, I think you'll be doing more consultant work at first, and then you will be creating your own. I think you will also be doing several either dramatic podcasts or short series like Ella, like you know flea bag tv shows where they have a very clear concise season mm-hmm. beginning and um i wish flea bag wasn't <sighs> but still uh but it's going to be one of those things where people want more before um and i also i think eventually those two things will combine and you will create a series that is sort of a, along a graphic novel, perhaps your own, or perhaps you adapt. If you ever do Squirrel Girl, though I know it's not a graphic novel, I know it's a comic book, you need to cast me. Because I am Squirrel Girl. We know this. Um, we've discussed this. But I think uh, after like seeing the, the effect that the Watchmen series has had, they're ready for it. I think you are ready to create that. I also do believe you will create... Uh, you will write a uh, either a one-man play or a very, like, Sam Shepard-esque style play where it's, you know, one room, kind of very dialogue-centric, lo- less, like, you know, showy. It's going to be... A, but it's going to be a big thing. Like, it's, it's going to be one of those things that, like, hits people. Yeah. I could see you doing, like, the next Waiting for Godot, but... Mm. Modern. Um... So yeah, I, uh, and then I, I think you will continue with, produ- uh, with the production company. I think it will evolve into things and then I think eventually it will become more of a side project unless the, I think it will always be your passion, but I think you will have other things going on as well. But I don't think it's going to stop for Hopefully you.
1: Hopefully people want to step up and torches can be passed. We shall see.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that can be the production company I take over. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah. So, hopefully in 10 years we can we can reflect and be like, "Oh, man, we thought so so little of ourselves. We we did so much more." I mean, and how did I end up with these 20 cats?
1: In in 10 years so much has been written, so much has been said, so many tears have been cried, so many relationships have started and ended. So many people have died. So many loved ones have died. People have been born. It's without indulging in sentimentality, I am extremely honored to have you in my life for the last decade.
0: Same, it's been a good ride. And I mean, if you look at what we've done so far, I think I think it'll be a really cool next decade.
1: Yeah, I think it will be. Hope you guys enjoyed our Star Trek, uh, Star Wars uh, review.